Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. We don't always swear, but when we do, it's on podcasts. Please listen responsibly. Hello, welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading chapter two of Melting Stones. So grab a cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's take physical and mental damage. Melting Stones, chapter two. Opens with Luvo and Evie still in their ghost forms in the ocean. And basically it opens with like a geology and biology lesson. They're looking at the, uh, oh, I forgot what it's called, but like the underwater, vol- the, the underwater uh, volcano vents. Hydrothermal vents. Yeah. How it gives heat to the ocean and they're talking about all the little plants that live down there and the little fishies that eat the plants. It's basically a little miniature marine biology lesson. It's great. Murtide shakes Evie awake and Evie out of shakes Evie out of her trance and she doesn't realize who he is at first. She thinks that she's in the war in Yanjing. She headbutts him and then bites him. Rosethorn gives him a proper tongue lashing for touching Evie when she's in a trance. And she's like, yo, don't do that shit because we went through a war. If you do that shit, she's going to fucking bite you, you idiot. Ad- admittedly, if someone breathed fish and garlic breath in my face while I was just taking a nap, I would also try to beat them up. Yeah. That's a very valid point. <laughs> Then they spot land, and they land, I believe. They are met by Oswin. Murtide has this whole, 
I'm an amazing mage and I have delicate instruments and you can't possibly expect me to carry my own things and uh, walk to the hovel that you're going to make me sleep in and blah, 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 blah. And just throws a little hissy fit to which Rose Thorn gives him a second tongue lashing, which is delightful. We also meet Giant, who is a teenager who lives on the island and he's helping out. And he brings horses so that they, because they're not expecting them to walk. Oswin and Giant saddle up the horses and get everybody's gear stowed away. And they set out, I believe. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. I feel like there are a couple things that all of us are going to have to talk about. So I feel like we should start with Dedicate Fuss Pot. Murdoch, he's, he's such a jerk. <laughs> I want to use him in the nose. Yeah, he, he deserves to get bit some more. Like, oh, you thought your nose was broke? It's only bleeding here. Let me break it actually for you. Here, come closer. Let me hit you. I feel like Fusspot is kind of like a stand-in for Crane here. Except like, Crane would definitely have like more decorum to not say this shit aloud in front of the true. people that are taking him in. Well, I think that with Crane, it's like he might like complain and bitch and moan and groan. But at the same time, much like Rosethorn, he's like, I am here for a reason. I am here to do my job. I don't know. I feel like Crane is also closer to Rose Thorn's age. So he may have been like this whenever he was younger. Oh, that's true. Evie Evie does point out that as much as Murgatide talks about how his hairs are graying, he's He doesn't have a single gray hair. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, he complains about being old. You're not old yet, dude. Yeah. So I feel like he may have been like that at an earlier age, but he's been a dedicate long enough to get some of that out of him now. So, right. who knows? So, and I know that in the last episode, we talked about, you know, where has Murtide been this whole time? He keeps talking about how Evie's just a child, but, you know, maybe that's part of it. Maybe, like, he hasn't been a dedicate very long so he's still but everyone out. has heard of them <laughs> everyone has heard of them even like in the morn way yeah, up north true. so for him to be like well she's just a child she doesn't know like even if you haven't been a dedicate for very long there you've heard of the four mages that are children so well here, here's the thing about the forest they are an exception not a rule that's true in his defense like not every kid that you come across is tris that's that's fair but i mean <clears throat> even those four no, no. But we've we've come across posco which he's from around there you're like come on you've heard of all the different kids other than the great four that have done things but that's that's the thing is even with posco Sandry's the one who essentially pulled the trigger. Yeah. Like, Pasco's still very much a child. With Nia and Jory, Daja is the one. 
of that with Briar and Evie. As much as I love Evie, it's Briar. Like it's not the students. They're ju- they are just kids. Now Evie is is an exception, not a rule. We kind of know that she's got her own fucking book therefore she's special in one way or another but you're you're not gonna base your perception on like that every kid mage is at the same level as yeah the full like, right. that, that's just not how it goes like even even adults you you don't judge every single adult on great mage level so the that's the fair. idea is quite the same of don't need unless they see it nobody is a great mage yeah as a counterpoint she is traveling with the sentient heart of a mountain i i i I know that that, and she's traveling with rose thorn who taught the four kids like i I, I, I think he might just be an asshole and just because I mean, she's a kid. No. Like I, I I I don't I would like to weird. amend that statement, Goodwin. You say I think he might be an asshole because he's she's a kid. Her being a kid has nothing to do with it. He's just an asshole. Yeah. yeah. But I, I I also do feel like because she is under the age of 18 he's like yeah you're a stupid fucking kid shut the fuck up so yeah not not mutually exclusive but not mutually exclusive i'm just i'm actually you know who he reminds me of he reminds me of yaren yeah Mm. there you go he's good at what he does and he knows that he's good at what he does but i would i bet that he is like lacking in self-confidence or jealous of other people around him who are like even better and so he feels the constant need to puff himself up whether it's over the people who live on the island whether it's over evie because she's a kid whoever is beneath him in any like social capacity he feels the need to make that known because he's constantly aware of himself being beneath whomever yeah we can only hope that he dies of a caffeine-induced heart attack. You know, I, I'm going to well, hold maybe out Maybe he'll hope. learn his lesson. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to hold out hope as well. Crane got better. Maybe he will too. I, I think Crane is just a dick still. I like Crane. I'm Crane. I'm not saying I don't like Crane. I'm just saying I'm pretty sure he's just still a dick. So I just he think does. he's a fantastic character. I love Crane. So he's much. not a good depth. Like he's not just. I feel like if we would still see Crane from the outside, like we are seeing with Fusspot, we would probably still hate Crane. But now that we have had a character that has been in close quarters with him, where we actually are around him a lot more, we actually like him. Yeah. Maybe that'll change with fuss pot as well if they become closer they're like oh you're an asshole but i kind of like you now yeah the the other thing i wanted to mention about murtide specifically is the way he talks about the islanders reminds me a lot of the way i hear people around here talk about 
Islanders. And so I think this book is going to be a really interesting read. I think this might be the first time that I'm reading this book since I've started teaching Pacific Islanders. And I know like this is a Mediterranean, like they're on a Mediterranean island, but also kind of with the description of all the earthquakes and the vents and everything, it has kind of a Pacific, Pacific. Island sort of feel. Yeah, they're islands people. And I teach people who are from islands. And so I'm kind of, I think this is the first time reading this book since I started teaching them. And I think this is going to be an interesting read for me. Yeah. Don't trash talk people just because they're from islands. Also, the minute that Fusspot was like, uh, oh, I doubt that they're going to treat us with hospitality or whatever. I don't remember exactly what he says, but he basically says like, oh, they're probably not going to be very welcoming. I was like, that is bullshit because every islander gathering that i have been invited to people are so damn welcoming plus he's not even giving them the chance why would i want to be welcoming somebody that's going to start demanding shit from me as soon as they land of course i'm not going to be welcoming to you you're being an asshole mm-hmm. right who who's up what else do you guys want to talk about all right. Uh, chapters have names. I know we, I think we already talked about that last time, but um, we meet our guides. I, I like that it tells us exactly what's what's going on. It feels like yep. a good start. It, it just occurred to me that the chapter one is called Lost at Sea, which normally we think of like, we don't know where we are. Mm-hmm. And literally they do, like they're on course. Mm-hmm. She is feeling lost. So she it's feels very lost, much- yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very much specific to her. Very thematic. Yeah. Tamara Pierce does it again. I like the talk about the uh, hydrothermal vents. I feel like that's just such an interesting topic because, like, that wasn't known. Like, I, I think it was known relatively, like, in the past hundred years that there were, like, these vents that could maintain life without needing the sun for like sustenance and i think it's just such a cool concept of these creatures living next to this pile of boiling minerals and 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 and, and shit that just flies out of the ocean floor and they can somehow make life around that makes you think that like life on other planets is certainly possible i just think it's cool and i like tamara pierce's description of it i liked Luvo and Evie talking about volcanoes and Luvo saying that, you know, he was born in one and that that was enough for him. Exposure to a second volcano would be the death of me, Ebumeme, just as it would be the death of you. Is that foreshadowing? Uh, that's what I, I was like. Is there going to be a gummy bear thrown into a volcano at the end? I feel like that is probably what's going to happen. He's going to, I feel like he is going to like save everybody. He's going to sacrifice himself. To yeah. save everyone else. Legit. He's like, well, the only way to stop this volcano is to, uh, you know, toss myself in or something. Because uh, um, I like the story where uh, Evie got beaten on her feet with sticks when she was taken prisoner. That was really cool. Really love that. I have a real world connection to that. <laughs> Just to make you guys extra uncomfortable. Uh, my Korean students tell me that, or some of them, tell me that in the schools, in the refugee camps where they grew up in, in Thailand, when they misbehaved, that was their punishment, was that their teachers would take a stick to the bottoms of their feet. Yeah, it's bad. Awesome. Uh, uh, when Evie <laughs> just fucking like bites the shit out of uh, Fusspot, 
but she like realized like hey the texture of this fabric in my mouth isn't silk it's actually linen hmm weird and she continues biting that that it seems so real to me because of that little detail where like you know if you're in that fight or flight like when something crazy traumatic like happens like your brain latches on to some weird shit that has like almost nothing to do with your situation. Cause that reminded me of uh, when I was in a car wreck, when I was, I think 11 or 12, me and my family were traveling through, I actually want to say it was New Mexico during a snowstorm. We were carrying a trailer full of stuff. I, I don't know if we were moving or helping someone move, but uh, just a trailer full of like furniture and like heavy stuff. And we were in, in a, in a large black truck and we were driving down the road and like all of a sudden lost traction the truck started swerving and like moving around and like we almost flipped because i remember seeing the ground out of the side window oh goodness the trailers what kept us from flipping over and probably dying but all i could like remember aside from the window was the uh cup of mcdonald's orange juice in the cup holder that i was holding on to and me like crushing it and orange juice going everywhere. <laughs> so when we got, when like we stopped, we like took a second to cry. We drove to a, a like a rest stop to take a look at the truck and like, like go decompress. I was like crying because I thought my parents were going to be mad. I spilled orange juice all over the back of the truck. Uh, clearly they weren't. But like, I, I very clearly remember that moment of like, Oh, I'm I might die, but orange juice. <laughs> oh, that's so sad, but so, so funny. Yeah. So this kind of hit me in that like it feels real because that like connected to me mentally. I've kind of been there. But yeah, trauma makes you uh, you know, think about weird stuff. When Rose Thorn is talking to Miratide and says that he was dropped on his head as a child, often. I also have that highlighted, and let me tell you, I had to stop and laugh because, goddamn, I missed Rose Thorn. <laughs> she hasn't lost a step at all. No, she's still just as verbally sharp as ever. Just yes. as Evie says, like that goes back to the description that Evie gives in chapter one of like the god of death takes something from you, and he ne- he didn't take any of the sharpness from her tongue. He just took some of the quickness from her speech. Yeah. She is as thorny as ever, and it's delightful. Human meat creatures. That's it's just how I'm going to start referring to people. Just, just <laughs> so you know. Just, just rose thorn. This whole whole chapter, just, just rose thorn. Like her saying, uh, he refused to acknowledge that she may suffer the same effects. I love the way Rose Thorne loves, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, in, in this moment, we see her love for Evie in this, in this defense. I just, I love the way Rose Thorne loves. It reminds me of how I love. <laughs> the whole conversation of Fleabane and Ratbane. Ending with the, I'd say, put rats and fleas in his bed, but Rose Thorn's rat bane and flea bane are real strong. Also, I, I I know that we just mentioned it, but I love how deadpan I hear Rose Thorn saying he was dropped on his head as a child often. 
it's a goofy thing, but her delivery is, you know, what sells yeah, it. Yeah. Rose Thorne is a cat who insists on acting like a dog. I don't think that's correct. <laughs> that does not sound correct for Rose Thorne. Um, my first one is when Luvo is showing Evie everything that's underwater. Evie keeps asking Luvo all these questions. And Luvo's like, I had thought that if I showed you these things, you might have fewer questions. Instead, you have more. Are you never unquestioning having a kid? Yes. <laughs> they are always, always asking questions. I like her response. Uh, yeah. Be quiet I'm when not, I sleep? Yeah, I'm not whining. You didn't want me to whine anymore, so I'm not whining. And you never said I couldn't ask questions. Kids are definitely always asking questions. And I want my daughter to ask questions, but sometimes those questions are like, five minutes, shh, stop. <laughs> I need the patience of this rock because he he has so much patience. Good See, job, this Luno. Is, this is when you look at him and you go, okay, you have 10 questions you can ask me. That's it. After those 10 questions, you give me five minutes. And then we will revisit how many questions you get. <laughs> yeah. I think Luvo's patience comes with being... With being a mountain and being alive for thousands of years. Yeah. He, <laughs> he kind of reminds me of the Ents from Lord of the Rings. I liked that when Evie went to go pack her stuff, it talks about the stone alphabet that Briar gave her. She still has it. So cute. I was confused about the scars on her feet. She told Fusspot that they happened a long time ago. But Rose Thorne said that the war was only six months ago. That's not a long time ago. Doesn't it mention... So we know that she was sold into slavery, too. Yeah, but she was saying that those were from whenever she wouldn't talk about where people were hiding at. And the soldiers would smack her in the feet. I think this is a discrepancy in how they talk about the war. Or maybe she's just trying to say, hey, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's her way of dealing with it, I guess. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was a, like, don't worry. It was a long time ago. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I think it may even be her trying to distance herself from it by saying that it happened a long time ago. That makes sense. Could be. Because Rose Thorne is like, I've only been away from war for six months. And then Evie's like, oh, it wasn't that. It was a long time ago. I mean, six months is not a long time ago, but okay. Could also be a a, a a kid, like, relative thing where a kid looks at one of us and is like, haha, you're old, but we can now wear, like, 30s, so not not really, but... My next one is the cloth sling that Evie has to carry Luvo around. It reminded me of the sling that Tris had for Chime. Blocky had the little sling, too, for her doll that she's copying Tris. It's so cute. She's got a little thing for Luvo, too, because Luvo's a baby gummy bear. (laughs) (laughs) An old baby gummy bear. I wonder if he would resent you for saying that. (laughs) No, I don't think he'd resent you. I I think he'd just feel the need to correct you. No. He'd be like, I am not a baby. And I'm not a gummy bear. You have much to learn, young one. We already talked about it a little bit when Rose Thorn giving the tongue lashing to Bus Pot. Really good. First part of it, anyway. I don't, 
don't know. It part of it made me feel kind of weird because the peasants can hear them talking. That was in air quotes. Uh, could hear them talking, and she's not saying no. They're not peasants or anything like that. He's talking about how there's fleas and rats, and she is just like, yeah, I brought stuff. It's fine. It almost feels like she's agreeing with him to me. I don't know with her saying that, and then she knows that they hear and like they can hear you stop like I don't know it made me feel like she was kind of agreeing with him with the conversation that they were having I don't think that she does but I feel like she could have said something more being like hey no you need to stop they're not peasants shut up no like this is an inappropriate conversation exactly but she didn't do that she was just like basically like yeah, you're right, but shut up, okay? Mm-hmm. I can see that's that. What, that's what it felt like to me. I, I I probably am reading it wrong, but I don't know. I don't know if Rose Thorne would conceive of them as, quote, peasants, yeah. but she would definitely be aware of socioeconomic differences and things like, well, there's likely to be fleas and rats here. Yeah. Because they're... It's kind of a rough location. If, yeah, if yeah I, I, I see her thinking that, like, yeah, of course she's going to bring those things because she knows the, the type of environment that they're in. But at the same time, she's not telling him, hey, shut up. She's yeah, just like, basically agreeing with him, like, yeah, they are poor. We know this. We know that's why I brought these things, because they are poor. So shut up about it, okay? Like, I don't know. You don't have to agree with it. So after Evie bites Murtide, one of the sailors gives her a glass of water, quote, so I could rinse the taste of Murtide from my mouth. (laughs) I also like the sailors are talking about sex in front of Evie and they're using like a bunch of euphemisms. And Mm -hmm. she's just like, yeah, I know they're talking about sex. I don't I don't understand why adults feel like they have to use euphemisms around me. I'm a kid. That doesn't mean I don't know what you're talking about. Whatever. And then I just, I really like Giant. He just seems like just a nice person. Yeah. When he shows up, he's running late. And he explains that he's running late because the lady he was buying herbs from wanted him to look at like her dog. And he's Mm -hmm. like, but the dog was in pain. I couldn't just not help her. And like, that's awesome. Like, I want to hang with you because you're the kind of person who's just like, yeah, you know what? I can't just ignore this. Uh, Evie's surprised because Jaya gives Rose Thorne a hand up and Evie's surprised that Rose Thorne actually lets Takes her. Takes the help. Yeah. But I think it's because like, he's just a nice person, especially because she's just been dealing with Murtide being a dick that she's like, no. Even if I don't need the help, I'm just going to accept it because you're just trying to be a nice person. Yeah, you've had enough of someone being an asshole to you. I'm not going to be an asshole as well. Right. And then I like how she reacts when Oswin realizes that she's a great mage. And he's like, what? They sent a great mage? And she's like, I'm a plant mage. That's all that matters. And I like the whole description where Evie talks about how Rose Thorne doesn't wear her initiate robe that has the black border. 
and she like keeps her medallion hidden and she's like oh well Murtide always wears his initiate robe and if he could make his medallion glow he probably would Rosalind has learned that uh being a great mage also it attracts a lot of attention and not necessarily good attention yeah all right and the last thing that I have to talk about is voices because I checked the cast lists originally when I listened to the will of the empress I thought the voice of Jigors sounded a lot like the voice of Crane and then when I started listening to this one I thought no 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 the voice of Murtide and this one sounds like Jigors and then when I got here and I actually heard Murtide and Oswin talking then it became very clear but I checked the cast lists Murtide is played by Daniel Bostic, who also plays Kanile in oh. Will of the Empress. Hmm. And Oswin is played by Tim Levy, who also plays Jake Gorse and Crane. Ah, nice. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or message in the chapter. What theme or message did you find? I feel like the theme is the title of the chapter meeting our guides because that's what we do in this chapter we we meet our guides and we be assholes to them and then we carry on i wrote kindness and equality in reference to that like not treating people nicely just because they're adults or just because they're mages or whatever but just because it's the right thing to do and we get a lot of that with murtide treating Evie different and then treating the Islanders different. And then I feel like we can compare that to Oswin and Jayat, who are just like, we're nice people. My, mine was to treat everyone. Oh God, I lost the word. It, it was the same thing, but pe- treat everyone with dignity and respect. I like dignity. Yeah. Because just because someone lived in a pirate infested rat hole filled with fleas and lice doesn't mean you have to treat them that way. That was sarcasm. Don't be mean to people. It doesn't matter if they're a kid. It doesn't matter if they're, you know, maybe not as well off as you. There, there's no reason to put them down. It just makes you a fucking asshole. So don't do that. And then sometimes people be will hear your conversations and probably feel bad about themselves. Like, this sucks. I actually really like the exchange with Oswin where he's like, should we let them know that the peasants can hear? <laughs> And Evie's just like, nah, just put some fleas in his bed. Something you can use against him later on. Right. I'm going to say being gracious, which, I mean, it's just a different way to phrase. Be nice. Don't be a dick. It's it's that simple. It costs you a whole zero dollars to not be an asshole. And people reciprocate. Yeah. Like that. Because that reminds me of um, the sailor on the boat who instead of helping Murtide with his like bleeding broken nose gives water to Evie because she was nice to her earlier on. And that pirate or that person is played by Tamara Pierce. Yes. Nice. Part three of our three step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. I'm going to go ahead with mine because we basically already talked about it. I wrote, don't be a dick. It's a good one. Yep. Good words to live, live through. Be a nice person. Don't be murtied. Some people need that reminder to just not be a dick. I think on some level, all of us need that reminder at times. Yes. Sometimes it's real hard not to be a dick. Yeah. 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 But you're better off not doing it. Yeah even though it might feel really good to do it. Yeah. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah, like is Oswin yeah. actually going to put fleas and rats in Murtide's bed? Probably not. Probably not. You should. <laughs> you could. <laughs> It'd be funny. It would be but funny. But no, 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 no. 
He's too nice for that. Roshan will do it. <laughs> Maybe the sailors will do it. Ooh, yeah. There you go. Tammy would do it. <laughs> My personal magic is when someone tells you not to touch them, don't fucking touch them. It's very simple. When someone tells you to not do that, don't do it. Respect other people's bodily autonomy or get your shit slapped. I... <laughs> As, as someone who does not like to be touched. Yeah. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> I believe that you, in fact, have a story that is similar to Evie's. There's been more one. than one. Yeah, there's, there's been more than ones where I've knocked a motherfucker out because they've touched me and I wasn't expecting it. They sent a great mage to us. I am a green mage. That's the important thing. Sometimes what we need is a lot more than what we get. <laughs> but sometimes we get exactly what we need in copious amounts. Mine comes from Murtide. When he tells Evie, I'm trying to be civil. It would be nice if we could get along. They're the only three that are going to be there from a wedding circle. I don't know. You don't have to like a person to be civil with them, but sometimes it makes some situations a lot easier if you just learn to be civil with people. Uh, You don't have to like them. Being an asshole to people does not make situations any better, even if you don't like them. I feel like a lot of times (laughs) if I'm around somebody I don't like, I'll let them know, hey, I don't fucking like you. I want you anywhere near me. And uh, it doesn't make the situation any better. So, uh, I may not like you, but I'll be civil towards you. Try to anyway. I need to. See, I don't I don't have to tell you that I don't like you. You know I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't get that luxury of just telling someone, hey, I don't like you. Fuck off. I I really like that because I feel like we've like circled back around. Circled back around. Oh boo. Wow. Stop. No. <laughs> We like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter three of Melting Stones. Chapter three, the mountain is a restless sleeper. The road to Moharan followed a nice river called the McCray. As roads went, it was all right. There were farms on the side that wasn't a river. The farms had lots of cows, sheep, olive trees, orange trees, and grapevines, just as the sailors had said. It was very pretty if you like that sort of thing. I was more interested in the stones all around us. There was plenty of basalt, but that wasn't special. There was lots of basalt on the ocean floor. As soon as I touched it, I sent my magic on for something new. The stone walls that hemmed the farms and and orchards sparkled in my magic. The rocks were granite, specked with quartz and feldspar. I was so glad to see crystal that I let it soak in a bit of my power. The granite shimmered like heaps of jewels in the sun when I finished. I think Luvo had been trying to get my attention for a while because he was making his voice boom in my bones. He knows I don't like that. This young man wishes to speak to you. Giant was riding on my left. His eyeballs were bulging in his head. Your rock made a mouth and it talked. He said it as if he'd never heard of such a thing. Well, maybe he hadn't. I hadn't heard of any others like Luvo. 
he's not my rock. His name is Luvo. He's the heart of a mountain. Only, I suppose the mountain can go on living because it's still standing back there in Yanjing. I look down at Luvo in his sling on my chest. Isn't it? My mountain is quite well. Thank you, Evumeme. Luvo turned his head lumped giant. You may call me Luvo. Giant swallowed hard. Being addressed by a rock does take getting used to. I'm Giantine Holly. Mostly people call me Giant. He bowed to Luvo. I knew it was Luvo because I'm not the sort of person people bow to. If they think I am, I discourage it quickly. I will call you Giantine then. That is more fitting, Luvo said. Luvo doesn't usually like short names. I explain things so Luvo won't try to. Sometimes his explanations are on the long side. He always calls me Evu Mei Mei, which is the full form of my first name. So, Evie, which dedicator are you apprenticed to? Giant asked. Rosethorn or Murtide? I shook my head. I'm a student stone mage. Rosethorn brought me because they don't feel kindly about me at Winding Circle just now. She and I are used to long trips together. What kind of magic do you have? Just the kind that's done with charms and spells. It's good enough for starns, but that's all. You won't see the likes of me at Winding Circle. I could no more hear the voices in nature than I could fly. I don't know how you natural mages do it. Giant grinned. Hearing stones or plants or water talking to me would make me half crazy. Well, for one thing, it's not natural magic. It's ambient magic. I had to show off my winding circle learning. Not everyone's magic goes through things in nature, you know. My foster mother, Lark, has hers with thread and weaving. And there are ambient mages who work with carpentry and cooking and metalwork. That's all things that are made. Giant chuckled. Excuse my error, oh wise woman from across the water. I stuck my tongue out at him, feeling better about this trip. It looked like I had a new friend who wasn't all serious and temperamental like the grown-ups I traveled with. Rosethorn is fun in her crackly way, but dealing with strangers makes her cross, and I knew Murtide was a fusspot before we weighed anchor. Meeting Giant was a big relief. Oswin seemed all right, too. He actually had Murtide smiling as they rode together. Ah. I just realized she uh, called, she refers to Lark as her foster mother. Well, of course. Lark is just everyone's mom. Mm-hmm. Lark is team mom. Yes. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us. Molly. Brittany. Indy. And Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find all our episodes at our new home on ACAST. Shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Temple. Shake it us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellows for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. You know, I, I, I feel like we just shouldn't hit children. That? Yes, <laughs> I like that. Like, like I, I, yeah. I, I know. Controversial statement. I just think we shouldn't hit children. I, I agree. I, <laughs> yes. <Listen. laughs>
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.